temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Welcome into our Warriors Weekly Podcast, and this is an easy one today. It is the preview podcast for the Warriors and the Kings, first round of the playoffs, set to begin on Saturday in Sacramento. And Steiny, we've been talking for months about all the different possible scenarios for the Warriors. Who's it going to be, Phoenix or the Lakers or Memphis or Sacramento? And it, it winds up being Sacramento, which I think is the matchup that not only the Warriors players, but I think the Warrior fan base wanted to see. They, they feel that this gives them the best chance to advance and the best chance to maybe build a little bit of momentum in advancing toward trying to make a, another deep playoff run. I actually think it's the, uh, it's the result Sacramento wanted too, and maybe their fans also wanted. Um, you know, to me, there's two things going on here, JD. One is kind of the bigger picture of, the Kings playing the Warriors in the playoffs and you're from Sacramento and I've been in the Bay forever. I mean, that in and of itself is going to make it to me bigger than just the first round series. I mean, you, you know, you think about all the playoff series, the Warriors have played, particularly in the first round, whether it was last year, Denver, you know, Portland in the past, the Warriors may handle the Kings like they've handled many first round opponents, but because it's the Kings, it's going to be, more fun, more electric, and it's going to feel more important. So, like, that's the first thing that's going to be different about this first-round series, obviously. Then, to me, secondly, it's, 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 it is. It's youth versus experience in a lot of ways. And I know that you've, you've said, you know, the Kings aren't quite as young as everybody thinks they are. And I think you're right on that. Uh, you are right on that. But th- this is – we're going to get our first test, I think – against the Kings, whether the Warriors win the series or not, of just how kind of old are they? Because I think if they handle the – I think the Kings should be able to win a couple games here with youth and athleticism and energy. And if they can't, that tells me the Warriors have enough to to beat teams like that without that aspect of the game doing them in. Yeah, it – is going to be a lot of fun. And I think, you know, it's a series where we all have our, our own kind of preconceived, you know, well, were the Kings really as good as their record? You know, were the Warriors really as bad as their record? The, the experience, the, the Mike Brown factor, all of those things come in and we'll continue to dissect them. And we're going to do it here for the next 25 minutes or so. But it, to me, it's, it's a fun series, and I think it's one of the more unique series that the Warriors have played, certainly early, because it does feel 
in some ways, at least I feel this way. I, I maybe some others in the media don't. May, maybe some Warrior fans don't. But I do feel like this series is going to be one where the Warriors are threatened. Now they may not lose it, but but for all the analysis about what matters and what doesn't matter, I do feel like this has the potential for we come out of Game One and it's something we never would have thought. Like, like it's something like, oh my gosh, the Kings won game one by 15. And oh, right. and and now the Warriors are up against it. Or, or oh my gosh, you know, the, the Warriors really had to work hard to win that game. You know, I I'm watching the Lakers and the Timberwolves, and it was not a thing of beauty in the in the play-in game, the seven-eight game, but both teams were competing hard. And and I'm yeah. looking at the Lakers, an older team. And I'm thinking, damn, like now they got to go play Memphis and then they right. maybe got to go play, you know, the Warriors or or the Kings or whoever. And, and beyond that, and, I'm, I, and I just the thought was like you can already see a little bit of the Lakers are going to get the help out of them in, in this thing. And, and I feel like the Kings, maybe not in a physical way, but in a in a we're going to run with you kind of a way are going to be able to to take a little bit of a toll on the Warriors, which I think in and of itself makes everything different because this won't necessarily be, you know, mop-up duty for the Warriors. You know, win the first game, and then you're in well, control, and you're just kind of cruising. Like, there will be no cruise control almost no matter what for the Warriors, even if they're playing well. I agree. Yeah, from this point on, and I, I'm let me throw this at you. Because you're good with this stuff right off the top of your head. We did have the Warriors had a first round matchup uh, since their first title because they did in the, they did pre championship where they were really threatened. Where you just you thought you know what they could get beat because I, I I don't in think the first so. in the first round correct. You even look at last year. When they, yeah, they were, were a three, were there was three no nothing. way Denver was going to beat him. It was a perfect series to have Steph Curry come back. So, I mean, by the mere nature of them being a six seed, this is going to be the hardest first round series probably they played in their dynasty. It's got to be, I would think. Yeah, uh, no, I, I think without a doubt, and it's it's just the fourth time in the Kerr era they're going to start on the road. Now they've won Game One on the road two out of three times when they've when they've started on the road they they didn't in Toronto they did in Houston they won last year in Memphis in in game one in a thriller and 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 really that proved to be the difference in the Memphis series they they went in there they won game one and the Grizzlies were always trying to get that game back and you know they were able to win their home games but the Warriors were able to win all of their home games and and, and they were able to keep the the advantage at, at that point but as I look at at this series and yes experience versus youth it's you know two pretty damn good offensive teams the kings have had a, a statistically historic offensive season if you want to put it that way but you know i i think both of these teams know each other's players really well i think the warriors always are good at, at getting up to speed. I think Mike Brown's knowledge of, of the Warriors and 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 what makes him tick is is interesting. The Kings have a big man that that I think can give the Warriors problems at times in the series. They have enough shooters. Like I was thinking about this and and look, maybe it doesn't come to fruition, but I feel like the Kings might be the best 
shooting team that the Warriors have ever faced in any series. Well, like, let's just think about it. You know, obviously Fox is is kind of their Jordan Pool from three point range. Sure, he didn't shoot a great, but uh, but he's but Barnes efficient and in Herter, the paint. Barnes and Herder will make you pay. Murray's a forty percent three point shooter. Yeah. I guess so the bonus can shoot a couple here and there. Yeah, he didn't take a lot of them, but he might make it if he does. If he does take it, so it, it's just. It, I guess what I'm getting at is we start to get into the the more warrior specific stuff as far as how they have to play to be successful. It's the Kings are uniquely equipped to keep scoring with the Warriors a little bit and mm. and keep some pressure on them. I, I think a little bit unless the Warriors are really, really, really locked in and buttoned up and on top of their game. And I think that's another component to how do the Warriors figure Wiggins' return? And what does Wiggins' return mean for DiVincenzo? And what does that mean for Kaminga and how the minutes are are divvied up? And and so I think where the Kings do know who they want to be, and they know who their eight are. I think the Warriors know who their eight are, plus maybe one. But how do they how do they deploy that eight, I think, is a little bit different and something the Warriors are trying to figure out this week as opposed to the Kings, who I think know. They know that Fox and Herter and Murray and Barnes and Sabonis, Mitchell, Lyles, and Monk, are, and Monk's a little bit of their wild card. He's kind of their Jordan Poole in a way where he might go for 30 or he might be terrible. But they they really are they really know they're eight nine. It's just can the Warriors figure out the right combination of the eight nine to make themselves successful? Well, and I think I think the Warriors will have a plan. Obviously, going into the yeah, you know, and this is one thing that I'm also interested to see. And and we talked about it. You know, the kids have been basically healthy all year. They've got every, like they're going into the playoffs. They they know what they want to do. They know their rotations. Guys know how to play with each other. Now, the Warriors, I think, with Wiggins, they're going to have a plan going into the postseason, but they still – it's going to be the first time. I mean, it's going to be the first time, you know, you're reintroducing Wiggins. You haven't had Peyton play very much, um, you know, only toward the end of the season. You got Kaminga, who's going to be probably – get his minutes fluctuated one way or the other. DiVincenzo, certainly. So, you know, the Warriors – it could be a little different than other series in the sense that they don't they don't have as much time as they normally do. You know, the one thing about the Warriors is they, they never panicked in a series. They've never panicked. One, getting down 1-0, which doesn't happen a lot, um, doesn't phase them. They come back from 2-1. I almost think when we talk about sense of urgency, I'm not saying the Warriors are not going to have a sense of urgency Saturday as opposed – I'm not saying uh, they're going to have more intensity this past couple weeks than Saturday, but they're not going to be – they're not going to come out Saturday. You know what I mean? They're, they're, well, they're going to be like boxer. He's, they're yeah. going to be like a boxer putting things out. And I just think that people expect we are going to be able to see an intensity level rise to such a degree right off the bat that it's going to be astounding. Well, I think so. I think that's where the Warriors make themselves a little vulnerable, to be honest. It, it because I, I agree because I I I don't think they can get away with that in this series. Like to me, one of the advantages the Warriors have 
because there are different ways in my mind where experience comes through, where experience matters. Game one is where experience matters. Game one of you're, you're calm, you know it's not a big deal, the Kings are going to be wound up in, in their first playoff game, playing the defending champions. To me, the Warriors have to be able to use that to their advantage in the sense that, yeah, you can play calm and understand that, that game one isn't the end-all be-all, whereas maybe the Kings are a little frenetic in, in a game one. But you need to use that to your advantage to, to win the game. And I'm not calling it a must-win by any means. Right. But the Warriors can't come out and and be a little too cool. Like, you know what? This game doesn't matter. We can lose the first game. We can lose the first right. two games and be fine. Like, like that type of mentality – has screwed the Warriors all year. And True. and and if they do that, I think in this series, they might they may wind up getting bit to where they they are in a position that they can't overcome the way that they've overcome so many different times. Like I do think the Kings are that good. And I, I hate even putting it in this term in these terms, but they they better they better take the Kings seriously enough. And 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 whether that's the first game and 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 being focused on everything they got to do or it's you know shot selection because i i think to me shot selection is the number one key to the entire series for the warriors that like everything else stems from shot like the kings are going to score points warriors are going to have to defend i think in the clutch better than they have at any point this season because the kings have been good in close games but to me, when you just look at the overall game, shot selection is the most important thing. If the Warriors are taking bad shots, quick shots, shots like they've got seven games to play with in this thing, they're going to be in a little bit of trouble. They have to run their offense. They have to move the ball. They have to cut. They have to attack in the paint, draw and kick. You can annihilate the Kings if you do that. They have no interior presence. They're not good on the ball at the point of attack, similarly to the King or to the Warriors not being good on the and they give up the three-point shot. The Warriors are giving up the three-point shot a lot. The Kings give up the three-point shot a lot. And so the patience, though, to take the good shot, because if you're missing the bad ones, you're playing right into the Kings' hands. They try to lull you into this, you're gonna take bad shots and we're gonna run it back at you the other way. Uh, kind of like the Nelly Warriors teams did a little bit. And so I, to me, the Warriors, first and foremost, above everything else, can't take that bait in this series. And it falls on Klay Thompson, and it falls on Jordan Poole, and it even falls on Steph Curry yeah. a little bit to not think, hey, I can kind of do whatever I want in this series because we're good enough to just win it anyway. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, the other thing I was thinking is we, 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 we've talked about, okay, the Kings aren't a good defensive team, but I wonder if Mike Brown's knowledge of the Warriors will, will just make them a hair better. Um, because I do think, I really do think Mike Brown's presence on the Warriors bench for whatever, three to five years, whatever it was, um, I do think that means something uh, in terms of tendencies. If you can get, if you, if you can get the Kings to understand some things now, I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, they're going to be able to shut anybody down, but they're, they're little things you got to do against the Warriors. Like to me, 
You got to emphasize the long rebounds. Um, you you, you got to get the long rebounds. You can't let Looney get five offensive rebounds. Like li- little things like that. If if the Kings can clean up, um, they got a shot. I think. I'm looking at a, a number here from. I'm trying to find it from the game notes from the Portland game. And so I don't have the exact number here, and I'm, I'm I'm looking for it because you mentioned offensive rebounds. The the Warriors scored more points off of Kevon Looney's offensive rebounds than any other team in the league, right? It was it was it, well, you know, it was number two, mm. Sabonis. So 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 the, the so and it, it made me think of and and from watching the Kings, you know, all year in addition to covering the Warriors. The Sabonis gets in there and it'll pull down a rebound and kick it out for a three. Like so, so you're all telling the- me you're telling me the warrior. You're telling me there's no uh, singular player than Kevon Looney. Correct. Where a team is a, when he gets an offensive rebound, his team scores more than any other. T- Correct player. And Sabonis is number two. That's interesting. So that takes into account twos and threes, probably. Yeah, I mean, some and it also takes into account when they follow up their miss, right? It's all of it, yes. And okay. Sabonis follows his own a lot. Right. I mean, Looney, gotcha. Looney, less so. Looney, gotcha. Looney tends to get it and step out and kick it out to somebody for a three. Sabonis will go back up with it. Sabonis will also kick it back out. And and right. and the Kings have sure the Kings at the Kings hit a lot of those threes where the defense is off balance because of the rebound that the Warriors have hit over the years. Maybe more than right. any other team I've seen other than the Warriors over the years. That's part of their little their their little offensive thing. You know, why have Secret they been sauce. so why have yeah. they been so good? Um uh, offensively. They they also get out in, in transition a lot. Uh, and, and the Warriors are going to have to be able to defend that. But part of being able to defend that, Steiny, is going to be, I think it goes back to the to the shot selection. Uh, just looking at, at some of the, all right, who guards Sabonis or how do the Warriors guard Sabonis? How do the Warriors guard Fox? I think that relates to Wiggins. So I want to I hit you with it. Like The Warriors can put Wiggins, obviously, on Fox. Put DiVincenzo on Fox. They can put Gary Payton second on Fox. They can put Kaminga even on Fox. They can line it up where you know, Looney and Draymond are on Fox if they if they need to switch, and, you know, to where they they can play with that. It all though comes back, I think, from from the first of the game though, as to who's going to start because whether it's Divincenzo or Wiggins, that's your primary on Fox to begin the game, and that's the questionable decision the Warriors still have. Yeah, you know what's funny is like I don't whether Wiggins starts or come off comes off the bench. You know, I, I know we talked about Wiggins. Can the Warriors win it with without Wiggins? And the answer was no to for me and most people, I think. And now that he's back, I'm not looking at him as as vital a piece as he was last year, at least not to start. I don't know if he's going to start or come off the bench, uh, JD. But the the thing feels is, like a coin flip. It feels like yeah, a, it, yeah, it really does. And and you know, again, this is the beauty of Wiggins. I don't. I really don't think he cares um, wh- whether he starts or not. But you know, the thing I think of is you went down and and 
not to switch the conversation to Clay Thompson, but you know, when, when we talk he's about not Clay, on the list. Correct. I mean, that's really that, and that's really important. You know, when we, nobody's saying that the Warriors are done, but when you look at the level they played their championship years, <clears throat> you know, Clay defended ones. If this series were in 2019, 2020, there'd be no doubt who's guarding De'Aaron Fox. So the fact that Clay's not going to be guarding De'Aaron Fox is just an adjustment that the Warriors are going to have to make. They're going to have to do something in that area that they used to be able to rely on. And with, with, with just Clay, they're going to have to split it up probably among some players. But, you know, those are, to me, those are the things that they're not, nobody's, they're not an indication of the Warriors are done. Clay's washed. It's, the older you get, you got to figure out different ways, you know, to get it done. And and I actually, offensively, I actually think Clay's been a little different the last, I don't know, 10, 15 games. You know, he's made a few plays where he's put it on the floor and delivered. He, he's he's posted up a little bit more. Maybe we're just starting to see the ev- evolution of his game, you know, with with him getting older. Well, uh, if for Clay, I, I think if he's not going to be Garden Fox, which which obviously he he wouldn't be, I do think there are, and I think this plays for for Curry as well. There are some you know, options for the war for Clay, like Clay could guard Harrison Barnes in this series. Clay mm-hmm. could guard Keegan Murray in this series, who basically stands in the corner out of the three point line and and waits for a for a wide open shot and and doesn't do much else on offense, and so. Uh, he's very good at that, but but that's really all they ask him to do for the most part in, in the context of, of of what they do. So so to me, that I think in a sense, you know, it's not like Clay's going to be out there uncomfortable on on some island going up against right. somebody that he can't handle. The 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 Kings wing players are not they're not athletically dynamic. You know, it, 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 Harrison Barnes is a guy like Monk. Yeah, Monk is more of a Monk. Monk is more of a one-two. Like he's more of a he's more of a he's more of a Jordan Poole. He'll he'll look to it and and he never met a shot he didn't like. Like he will come in right. and he is gunning. Like he right. he he'll come in and take a thirty footer right off the bat. I mean it'll it's it he'll 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 come in and it's it's going up in a, in a big way. Uh, so that's interesting. I do think the Warriors have like they have some options on Fox. I also wonder. Because the Kings do tend to play the first three quarters one way and the fourth quarter another. The first three quarters, a lot of it is everything's through Sabonis. Everybody's getting involved. And in the fourth quarter, it's kind of let Fox go try to get his and and win the game that way. What what about that? Because, you know, everybody's talking about. By design. What's that? It's by design, clearly, because it's it's just the way they kind of set the game up. But it, but to me it's interesting because you know, Warriors have the experience, uh, you know they're going to win all the close games. Well, according to numbers, you know De'Aaron Fox is the guy who makes it happen in the last three to five minutes. Like he's made a ton of big yeah. plays. Whereas the Warriors, quite frankly, have not been great down the stretch of games. But nobody's going to come into this series saying, "I tell you what, if the Kings are tied with two minutes to go, they're going to have the advantage." Right. No well, one they, would say that. Nobody would say that. But for this season, they have been the better team in those situations. They they have been. Exactly. Whether 
whether it's been shot luck or you know another team throws the ball away, the Warriors have been the opposite. So that no, you're absolutely right. Like that's one of those things where it's the it's the perception versus the reality. Right. For for this season, the perception is well, the Warriors have the advantage, and, and and we'll see. I mean, is that something that the playoffs changes? Exactly. Exactly. And, and I think that's the that's going to be what the Warriors are going to have to hope. The other thing is, you, you could win the game before it even gets to that point. Uh, but the Kings, I think because of their offensive prowess, they're never really going to be out of a game. Like that's something in this series. I don't think either team is ever going to be out of a game in any game in this series, unless they, they really choose to call off the dogs and, and go on to fight another day. The Kings have had some huge comebacks. The the Warriors obviously have had some huge comebacks. The the Kings have been able to the Kings have blown some leads. The, yep. the Warriors obviously have have blown some leads. It's just the nature of being an offensive team that's not as great defensively. Uh, one of the thing I wanted to kind of wrap on is the home court advantage because I I I think home court advantage is almost completely meaningless in this series. I, I and, and I know there's this hyper focus of the Warriors on the road versus the Warriors at at home, and I, I just don't think this is going to be a traditional road game for the Warriors. And but I think this whole series is going to be like Saturday. There's going to be more Warrior fans in Golden One Center than I think Kings fans are comfortable with. Ooh. I will say this. I. I think there's going to be more Kings fans at Chase than maybe Warrior fans are are oh, comfortable with and and are even expecting. Like I could even see Game Three, it's like, oh wow, there's more King. Like like nobody's even it feels like accounting for the fact that there could be a lot of Kings fans at Chase Center. And I know you look at the ticket prices and it's a little over five hundred to get in and sack. It's about half that to get in at at Chase. And I, I just I think. You know, home court doesn't matter as much because of the travel. The the Kings have been better on the road than they have been at home, which I think pl- I think that actually plays for them because it will be a more true road game for them. That and they haven't been quite as good at home, which I think you know the Warriors that limits some of them being bad on the road. So I, I don't know. What do you what do you think of well, of, of all of that? It's you know to me it's one of those things where. Unfortunately, we're not going to be able to answer until after the series. You know, it's like it's like I just off the top of my head, I give the Warriors a better chance to win at Golden One than the Kings at Chase Center. I would agree with that. But what's that based on? That's based more on history than this year. You know what I mean? That's where, you know, I guess I'll pick and choose what I take from experience versus youth. But I like to me. The Kings do not want to get behind in this series early and know they've got to win a game at Chase. True. That, that, I, don't, that I don't think is a great idea for the Kings. No, it, it's true. I also will say, though, and in running through the scenarios, and I'm I'm going to save my official prediction for, for later on in the week uh, on the air, but it I, I could see the, the Kings getting up 2-0 and the Warriors winning the series. I could I see – I could see the Warriors getting up two nothing and the Kings winning Game Three at Chase because the Warriors kind of let up a little bit and get down fifteen to you know thinking that the series is over and then all of a sudden it's two to one and and you got to win Game Four otherwise you got to go back there. It wouldn't surprise. I could see the 
Warriors win game seven and in in mm. Golden One Center if they if they needed to. And and kind of everything in between as far as the 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 scenarios and, and all of that go. It wouldn't surprise me. And it, it, it wouldn't surprise me if the road team in this series won three games out of five, seven, right, however long it goes. Three games in in the series, it, it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, if it, and, and I'm betting more that the Warriors in the 27 straight series with a road win and all that, that plays. I would feel better about that than the Kings' ability to, let's say, win a game six at Chase down right. three to two. Right. But they're going to have opportunities before that. And I think the Warriors are going to have to be just relentlessly buttoned up in this series. They may not win an individual game here or there, but they have to be – and it's not it's not appropriate fear or anything like that it's just it's just you you got to play the best ver- you got to be the be- close to the best version of yourself in how you're playing the game to to yep. win to win this series and that would be the only the only kind of unknown because the warriors just have not been able to do that consistently all year that to me is where is there a little bit of a not a switch, but just a change in in mentality and focus. Yeah. So, final word to you, Steiny, and, and we'll call it a call it a morning <clears throat> on that. Yeah, I'm just uh, I'm 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 really looking forward to it. Uh, just being here and in the Bay is going to make it, you know, up the intensity. I, I you know, I, I'd have a hard time picking against the Warriors in a prediction, but by the same token. I've seen the Warriors all year, and I know if you know if if if, if a team's good against them, they'll they you know the Warriors can be beat this year. That's all you know. That's the bottom line. Yeah, it's going to be a fun series. Looking forward to it. For Steiny, I'm JD. We'll be uh, talking to you probably after Game Two with our Warriors Weekly Podcast here for 95.7 The Game. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.